Benvenuti to Kimberly's Italy, a podcast about our love of all things Italian. My name is Kimberly Holcomb, and I'm here with Tommaso, who I want to thank for helming the ship last week while I was out of town. It's called a watch, Captain Pumpkin. <laughs> I like the old school way. It's helming the ship. A, a, a watch captain is helming the ship. Okay, fine. Different watches. Got it. You've been a watch captain. Yes, I have. You've... And I, I wasn't all that reliable. <laughs> all the way to Bermuda from Newport. That's right. Yes, she's lucky to be here. <laughs> anyway, it was a great opportunity for Tommaso to geek out and share with all of you what you should and should not do with your mobile phones while traveling abroad. And on top of it all, I loved the title, To Sim or Not To Sim. That is a question. Right. Because you can do it both ways. It was catchy. Yes, thank you. Bravo. Thank you. It took me forever and running it through several AI platforms. I'm only kidding. Right. Thank you. <laughs> it's not that hard to figure out. All right. For this episode, we thought all of you may like to know what's happening in Bell Italia right now, like today. Yesterday, last week, I have all these clients there currently, and they keep sending me photos, you know, of themselves, their friends, their family, their meals, every single pasta and gelato, which I love receiving. Well, the couple that just sent you the oh, group. Oh, hold on. You're jumping ahead. Well, you just showed me out there. I know. Okay, fine. It's got my taste buds I, going I, for dinner. I just walked up here to do this recording. And I yelled to Tommaso, come look at these photos. So a family of six or eight, six, they just arrived in Procida today. And they took pictures of their entry. Their luggage was lost. They don't even care. They're in, you know, fantasy land. And they showed pictures of the... Um, Linguini with yes, clams spaghetti and vongole. Alla vongole mm-hmm. And everything and happy, happy faces with every single one of them holding aloft an Aperol spritz with smiles from ear to ear. So that is Justin. Anyway, let me get back to the fact of why we wanted to share everything with you because I also have received, other than the photos, summaries via text or email, and even a few suggestions they think I may not know, like the fact that the Pantheon in Rome We'll start charging five euro per person on July 1st. Bravo. True. And I did know that, but thanks for the tip anyway, No, no, bravo that they're charging. Oh, I know, but this client, Scott, sent me this info, like, which was nice and kind of him. Yes. But we did know it. We just, we actually thought they were going to implement it for the beginning of the summer season, but it's just starting July 1st, this coming week. So we'll get into all this going on. But first, I want to give a shout out to some recent reviews on Apple Podcasts that were funny and very well appreciated. Eddie Panic. Eddie Panic sounds like a rock star from the right? 80s. Good name. <laughs> Eddie Good <Panic>. name. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's glad he found us and that our episodes are good fun and chock full of info. And he can also relate to Tommaso's dedication, quote unquote, to eating ragu three times in 24 hours. You and Eddie could be BFFs. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca Slavin, she said that she found our podcast too late for me to completely plan her trip. 
However, she did engage me and I fine-tune things for them. So, grazie mille, Rebecca. And then there's Mindy Colleen, who also appreciates all the information, travel tips, and quote-unquote downright entertainment. And she also said, quote, I could listen to Kimberly talk about anything. I can guarantee you. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Oh, Dio mio. I found it funny because. I did too. I found it funny. Well, for those of everyone out there that doesn't know, I talk incessantly. I was kicking, <laughs> I was kicking and screaming at the thought of doing a podcast because of this voice of mine, this like leftover Midwest nasal twang I carry around. And when you finally convinced me to do it, I was like, all right, maybe it doesn't sound that bad. So for some woman, I don't know to say she could listen to me talk about anything. I think that's a compliment. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to leave for with Eddie panic for Bolognese <laughs> and she can listen to you talk for 24 hours. <laughs> See who has more fun. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. One more from Winery Girl. She's been listening to us and feels as if she's, quote, along for the ride. And she'll be traveling to Italy this winter and knows where she wants to go, what she wants to do in Rome due to our little history lessons. That makes us super happy, right? Absolutely. We're going to update that Rome at the end of this episode, too. Okay. Listen up. I've got some interesting news. Okay. Allora. Back to the current intel I'm getting from all these clients I spoke about who are in Italy right now. So this just in from a family of four who started in Firenze last week and they're currently in Cinque Terre and in a few days they're heading to the lakes region in northern Italy. You know, Lago di Como, Lago Maggiore, that is technically called the lakes region mm -hmm. and it is the first time in italy for this entire family mother father and two girls i think are in their mid to late teens and he wanted to get it right so he engaged me at least eight months ago so he sent a few photos of his daughters walking down the stone streets of firenze obviously to their hotel because he successfully convinced them to bring just one carry-on bag and one small backpack. And they looked happy. These girls looked totally happy, tired, but happy. And what stuck out to me was that the street wasn't all that crowded because we had our friend Jane in Firenze like 10 days ago, and she said it was, you know, packed. Shoulder, but, shoulder to shoulder. Right. And so here they were. He took this photo of his girls walking to the hotel, and it wasn't bad. It was beautiful. The weather was perfect. It looked, you know, dreamy, but it's also mainly due or partly due to the fact I booked them in an old Palazzo Hotel in Oltrano, the other side of the river. So that, as we've discussed before in just like two episodes ago, is a much less crowded neighborhood to begin with. So on their second day, he sent me this text. This is so cute. Quote, <laughs> to my ambassador of all cherished things in Italy. Everything is aged and richly hued and gorgeous. The first night was a bleary-eyed dream, but what you organized for my family for our very first day, our very first time in Italy is truly incredible. 
and you are truly appreciated. That's very nice. Right? He's a wordsmith. He's yeah, well, I, right? I know. That's, yes. And it's it was, like, it, you know, you usually get a text from, I mean, talking about everything's fab. Well, no, I was, <laughs> I was talking about this recently when I started writing thank you notes to people and people put on a really nice dinner and you, the next day you get a text and it goes, Hey, thanks. Great time. <laughs> you know, now I'm taking to writing thank you notes on actual stationery because when people put a big effort in, you thank them. So thank you very much. I think this was really one of, uh, this is a keeper. This thank you. <laughs> now the same family are in Cinque Terre and he sent me another text today saying, and I love receiving these. So don't get me wrong. I get them almost every day and it makes me super happy. I did say at one point in the last podcast about you getting um, WhatsApp messages from some of the drivers and boat. The, oh yeah. The handsome dudes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they, um, they send me little heart emojis, kisses, Tiamo. I love you. I'm like, Ankete. <laughs> anyway, Shad sent me a text today from Rio Maggiore, and he said, this is hysterical, he said he was getting up early and doing the hikes from village to village, and all he could think about, he said, was the fact that I did that in yes. flip-flops. Yes. So at the end of the text, he goes, the whole time I was thinking I'd really like to pay for a foot massage for you. <laughs> <laughs> behind that, Shad, was I was walking behind her the whole time thinking, okay, when am I going to have to make the big move here to grab her as she falls over? Be it the man that and you goes, are. And goes down. Um, it didn't happen. She Save was, the flip-flop. Yes. <laughs> anyway, he also mentioned that he was grateful they chose the Airbnb I found for them because it's tucked away, up in the hill, away from the crowds. And yes, it's crowded, as it normally is all season long. So my suggestion to any of you who want to stay in Cinque Terre, find a place as far away as possible from the village center itself and the hiking paths also. Just go to the outskirts and walk down. He said his walk down every morning to get a cappuccino is stunning because no one's there. Right. The crowds come in, the day trippers come in. The by boats the unload. Boat or the train and then boom. So he doesn't mind the long walk, and nor do the girls. And he's like, he called it fantasy land. He goes, got to go back to fantasy land. <laughs> anyway, and think about this. Remember last August, our friends um, Lily and Oliver were there with his son. Yep. And they stayed in Vernazza, like the third, fourth town in up north. And they told us when they came back, it was August. So there's that. Uh, they told us that they, after like one day, they said, this is ridiculous. The amount of day tripper crowds, it was horrible. So they would buy, they're both very good cooks. They would buy fresh vegetables, cheese, bread, etc. And they went back to their apartment. They rented every day from about 1130 till 330, made a nice lunch, had some wine, had a little reposo. And at first it annoyed them that they had to do it, but then they enjoyed it. Crowds were gone. It was less hot. So that's that's how crowded Cinque Terre is. So I'm sure I'll hear from Shad and his family when they get up to the lakes region. But I also want to share a few stories from a client of mine who just returned yesterday from a month-long trip. 
This man's name is Scott, and he traveled with his late wife's relatives, whose family's from Campania. I think they live in Sorrento or close to. And they drove everywhere from Campania. Check this road trip out. You think our road trips are epic? From Campania to Matera to Puglia to Sicilia, both coasts of the island of Sicily, to Roma, to Ravenna, then to the Dolomiti, then to Bologna, and finally back to Roma in one month. All driving. All driving. And he loved it. He just, he revels in it as as I do as well. It's exhilarating. It's fun. You can stop wherever you want, when you want. So he loved it. And Scott visited the last few places. Let's see, um, Ravenna, Dolomiti, and Bologna on his own because he is a man after my own heart. He loves history. So solo traveling is perfect in that you can see exactly the things you want to, go to the places you want to, without boring anyone else who may not care about, you know, the hidden symbolism in the mosaics in Ravenna. And you don't have to listen to, I want another gelato. (laughs) (laughs) And as I mentioned, since Scott is a history buff, he requested guides for Roma, Palermo, and Catania. So I made reservations for him with my favorite small tour companies, and he thought they were all quote-unquote remarkable. And the guide he had in Rome was so fantastic that he emails me from the airport lounge the other night as he was flying back to British Columbia and mentions he wants me to plan another trip during a less crowded time of year to have a full-on excursion to the Vatican and St. Peter's. And meet the Pope. I don't know if I can really Just kidding. pull that off. <laughs> I don't Papa. have any connections. Papa. So here's my very favorite part of one of Scott's very long and very detailed emails, which, again, I loved. Every single one of them. I read every word. They were his observations on each accommodation, you know, like whether the air conditioning was working or not. And one place in Ravenna that didn't even have air conditioning. So that's very important to look at those details to see if they have aria condizionata. And also his lengthy mini history lessons from all his visits, which again were fantastic. All right. So I got on a tangent there. What I was about to say was my favorite part of all of his emails was this one where he said he had the best meal of his entire trip, the month-long trip, at his wife's relative's house in Bologna. So her family was spread out in Italy, and he met up with some in Bologna. I'm not sure he had ever met them before, but they had him over for dinner, and it was just him. So this is his description of dinner. Ready? Eight-year-old Parmigiano, 40-year-old Grappa, and some kind of fresh spinach pasta stuffed with mortadella, cheeses, and spices covered in dot, 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 wait for it, (laughs) dot, dot, dot. This is his writing. (laughs) All of that pasta was covered in a Parmigiano cream sauce. Then two homemade cakes, both typical of Bologna. One was topped with a layer of red cake soaked in a liqueur made from the blood of the cochineal, which, hold on, let me finish his sentence, and then I'll explain what that is. He wrote, no joke, 
Apparently, it's a French liqueur, all accompanied by a great South Tyrolean red wine. Nice, light, fair! Exclamation. Every bite was to die for. I went back to my hotel at 1 a.m. and I did not eat again until I got to the (laughs) hotel in Rome the next night. So he emailed me again from the same airport lounge on his way back to British Columbia and told me the name of that low-calorie pasta, which is called balanzoni. And that could be served without the Parmigiano cream sauce. Oh, why? <laughs> why? Why would you? Why would you? I'm just saying I looked it up in all the photos I saw. There was no Parmigiano cream sauce. But so how specialty of his relatives. could do olio, olio. Exactly. That's what they were trying to do. Mm. Show off that eight-year-old Parmigiano. Mm. And the dessert with this cochineal. I, I'm not exactly sure that's how you pronounce it. It could be cochineal. C-O-C-H-I. N-E-A-L. Anyway, it's an insect, a legless insect that they smash for the blood. And that's what gives everything the red color. You've heard of those red velvet cakes? Yes. Right? So this dessert that his relatives made is called Zupa Inglese. And I read this email yesterday or this morning, and I like instantly freaked out because I have eaten that before in Italy a few times, completely unaware there's smashed dead insect bodies in there. Okay? Faschifo. Right? Do you remember the word faschifo? I think we should have a little Italian lesson here. Faschifo, two words spelled F-A, second word, S-C-H-I-F-O. Schifo. It means disgusting or gross, or as the British say, rubbish. So, faschifo is a good word, okay? Especially when referring to smashed insects in your dessert. All right. I have so many other clients who have just returned and a load more leaving this coming week. And I think I'll wait to get their, you know, their new fresh intel and we can give you another briefing in an upcoming episode. And a lot of these clients are going to the Amalfi Coast and I have a lot more going in September and October, one family in November. So I think it would be good to know for those of you that are interested in the Amalfi Coast for a future trip, it would be good for you to hear how these clients hopefully evade the crowds because I hired them some private boats, reasonably priced, I should say, And I found a few secret spots for them to stay at that are off the beaten path. So we'll do that in another couple of weeks when I get more info from all these clients leaving this coming week. All right. And we also have some current travel news, which is always good to know. You know, things keep changing and some Italian cities and other popular destinations are putting in place new policies to try to combat over tourism. So, and, take it away, Tomaso. And people taking selfies. Okay, take yes. it away. That's Tell a, us all. If you haven't figured that out yet, that's a real uh, real pain in my tuchus, as they say. Anyway, um, before we go into anything about the news, I'd like to talk about something that's been pretty good lately, and that is our reception down under in Australia. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> uh, so, a little shout out I to Sydney. Sydney. Sydney, in the past 10 episodes, has been our biggest localized audience. And Sydney is first, and the other one is Melbourne. 
Mm-hmm. They're second. So that's really great. We've had so many dedicated listeners down there, down in Australia. Thanks very much for tuning in. You know, we have a long relationship with Australians. We is meaning who? Well, you like Australia I travelers. I love Australia and, and they're intrepid travelers. Yes. All of them. And I was with Dennis Connor when we lost the America's Cup to them in 1983. To the Australians. Yes, exactly. That's right. And you have a, you actually have a picture I of us. I just found it. Good. I just found it, but Good. it's small. I don't know that it will really work well on it, Instagram. It'll work. It'll be a work fine. He wants me to put that up in honor of all the Aussies listening to us. Yeah. So at the end of the America's Cup, you, know, you run around, you trade gear with everyone. And one of the guys off uh, Australia too, Ken Judge, I traded gear with him. And um, yeah, so- I was wearing the shirt in this particular photo. No longer fits me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Australia. Thanks for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Okay, let's get into the news. Strikes. So there are going to be some little disruptions down the road all over Europe, but also in Italy. And that's what I'm going to talk about here. There's one coming up in July. So if you're traveling, listen up. On Friday, July 7th, transport across Italy will strike for 24 hours. Now, it's not like it's all going to stop. There are certain times of the day and certain locations that'll be okay, but it's going to be disruptions. So plan accordingly. And it's likely to vary from city to city and even service to service. But it's worth checking to see how you could be impacted. Uh, There is a ground staff on the same day at major airports that will have potentially a nationwide strike. So Rome's Fumicino Airport and Malpensa in Milan and Amargo Vespucci in Florence, they're all going to stage walkouts. So if you've got a bag checked, you may not be able to get it off the conveyor. It may sit in the airport for a while. Just think about that when you're packing and everything else. Well, actually, also before I came up, I got an email from this lovely woman who's leaving on July 4th and their boat trip in Amalfi is on July 7th. And she read this news online. So she texted me. I go, my guy on that boat will pick you up at your dock. No worries. Oh, that that's, that's a private. Yes. 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 So there's something we spoke before about Rome and Rome has opened up the site of Julius Caesar's assassination as a tourist attraction. And for all of you history buffs out there, we're going to Rome. You'll be able to stroll through the spot where legend says that Julius Caesar met his bloody end when Roman authorities opened up a new walkway on this ancient site this past week. So the accounts, which may have been embellished, of course, by William Shakespeare, tell us how the Roman dictator was stabbed to death by a group of aggrieved senators on the Ides of March, March 15th, 44 B.C., and a lot of these were hidden down below, but now you'll be able to walk to them at ground level. I followed this archaeologist on Instagram, and he was allowed in there, or maybe with other type of uh, historians. And it is raised and elevated like the forum where we walked. So it's outdoors. It was indoors, obviously, thousands of years ago, but it looks fantastic. So in all of this, I can say, et tu la capa? <laughs> <laughs> this was all funded by the Italian fashion house Bulgari. Uh, they funded the work when the site Fantastic. was first discovered and excavated the building. So thank you, Bulgari. Anyway, you may have to pay five euros to go, but 
it's worth it. Because it totally it's is. not one of those places that everyone else has been. And the other thing I want to talk about right now is the after effects of the big flood that was last month in Emilia Romana, because it's really, really affecting everyone. Um, there are a number of, I think there were 5,000 farms that were affected. But if you're going there, a couple of things, patience, generosity, and um, st- you can still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But the simple fact is that the flood may have killed, it killed off a lot of this year's crops that were going to the fruit. So the may not, things may be a little pricier than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be not a lot, limited supply, but it's very, very important because the 20 rivers in that area burst their banks with all the rain and it flooded, I don't know, 15,000 acres mm-hmm. of fruit yeah, trees. Yeah. And a lot of these now, uh, these fruit trees, their roots are rotting. The region was the largest producer of pears, peaches, oh, nectarines, apricots, plums, oh, and the oh. second largest producer of cherries. It accounted for a third of all Italy's fruit production. And from all that amazing fruit, they made that unbelievable sugo di frutta, the juice. Yeah. Oh, bummer. So hopefully not a huge proportion of the 15 million fruit trees will rot, but that's a a real issue right now. So be generous and be patient because you don't know what these people are going through behind. They're trying to serve you, but they may not even know what's coming until that night, what they're going to be able to serve. It's Mm -hmm. no longer like what's fresh. It's what could be what's available. So be generous. You know, actually, there's so much news we could talk about. At one point, Tommaso said he would like to start a little travel news podcast but we're we're a little flat out right now however each week for the next few weeks let's just throw in a bit more because i saw a headline i didn't have the time to read it but i saw a headline about how the government in sardinia the local provinces are implementing policies in place for the beaches sardinia's beaches are stunning the best in all there, of the Italy. Stra- the Straits, the Maddalena, sailing right. through there, and the Straits Bonifacio. I would look down through the water, and I'd ask the navigator how deep the water was mm-hmm. we were sailing through, because I thought we were going to run aground. Because it's that clear. And it was like 25 feet. <laughs> but geographically, it is an unbelievably beautiful island, but the beaches are more like what we're used to here, with a lot of sand. And... Well, more sand than the rest of the mainland. Yes. And the local governments are trying to prevent over-tourism on the beaches. And as Tommaso mentioned at the beginning of the episode, the the obsession with selfie-taking is ruining a lot of the monuments in front of the Trevi Fountain, in front of everything, and down to the point where they are on the beach. And they go in mass, and they're trying to do some kind of little TikTok dance and twerk and do all this stuff. And it's off-putting to everyone else that wants to lay on the beach and swim and just enjoy nature. So they're actually implementing something. So I'll read that article in full and we can chat about it next week. What's the Italian word for bullshit? Um, I don't know. Merda is shit, but I Mer- don't know. Like, What's the Italian word for oh, bull- toro, toro. toro. Merda de toro. <laughs> That's what, that's what those selfies are. Merda di 
Toro. Yeah, bullshit. We, we could have potentially just made that up. Yeah. So <laughs> don't hold us <laughs> to that. All right. So we will be back next week. And that um, is a holiday here in America, the equivalent of June 2nd in Italy. But we will still produce our episode and you guys can listen to it, Americans, while you're driving from point A to point B on our 4th of July, Independence Day. So grazie mille tutti e ciao ciao. Ciao ciao. No selfies in Italy, please. (laughs) 